There's a desire deep inside every man that when he gets it, rocks his world. But at times, can be so hard to give him. Welcome to Anchor Points, a ministry of Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. Here, we hope you'll find answers to some of life's everyday struggles. You can learn more at fredericksdachurch.org. You know, you can tell a man, I love you, I love you, I love you, until you're blue in the face, but it will not carry as much weight as if you were to say to him, I respect you. Robert Quintana continues with part two of his series, Long Upon the Land. And today he explains the three things you can give a man that can drastically change your relationship with him. You know, a few weeks ago, uh, we started a series on marriage and the family. Um, Our goal is to try and go over some biblical principles that can help strengthen your marriages, help strengthen your families, help strengthen your relationships. Last week, we looked at a passage in Exodus, and I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, because I'd like to look at that passage once again. The fifth commandment given to Moses and to the people of Israel, written by the very finger of God on top of Mount Sinai, verse 12 says, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord God has given you. And so last week, since it was Mother's Day weekend and last Sunday was Mother's Day, I looked at how we can honor our mothers. And not just honor her on Mother's Day weekend and on Mother's Day, but how can we honor our mothers throughout the year? Well, today we're gonna continue this series and we're gonna talk about how we can honor our mothers. Fathers, thank you, thank you, you're following me, all right. How we can honor our fathers. Now, before I continue, there are a few things that I need to say because already I know that there are some of you that are thinking there is no way that I can honor my father. And I need to know, I need you to know that I know what you might be going through because I have sat where you're sitting right now. And that sometimes it's very difficult to honor our fathers, especially when we feel as though our fathers aren't honorable. And I understand that there are situations, extreme situations, that you might be going through right now where it may be difficult for you to think of honoring your father. And I need to say that if you're going through one of those extreme situations right now with your father or with your husband, you need to seek help and you need to seek professional help. Sometimes we just sit back and we think, well, this dysfunction, it'll take care of itself, but it won't. So I understand that for some of you, it may be hard to think of honoring your father, but at least can you follow me and and try and understand the principle of what is being taught here today? Because for the majority of us here today, we can honor our fathers the way that God wants us to honor them. And so follow me here. And some of the things that I'm going to say here today, I just know that you're going to say, nope, I cannot do that. But follow me. Try and comprehend the principle that I'm trying to teach here. Try to apply it to your life 
to your scenario, to your situation, because it will make a difference. It will strengthen the relationship. It will strengthen the home. It will strengthen the family. So here we are. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12 says this, to honor your father and mother. But let's just stay with that first section right there. Honor your father and your mother. And then if we were to shorten it up a little bit, it would say honor your father. Doesn't give any qualifiers. It doesn't say honor your father until you're 18. It doesn't say honor your father only if he is honorable. No, it says honor your father. And a very interesting point that I need to point out right now is that when this command was given, you need to remember in the context in which it was given. It was given to the people of Israel right after they had left Egypt. And if you remember, the men and women and the families during that time when this command was given, well, they weren't living up to God's standards. The men to which this was given to, they weren't living up to God's standards. In fact, they had to spend 40 years wandering in the wilderness to allow God enough time to break some of the habits and to break some of the addictions that were taking place during that time. And in this context, God says to the people, honor your fathers, which is very important for us to realize. Today, we're going to look at three different aspects of the word honor in relationship to how it relates to our fathers. Three ways that we can honor our fathers. And the first one is this. And the first one's going to, is probably the most difficult one, which is why we're going to spend a little more time on the first one. I know that the first one, as soon as I say it, you're going to be like, oh, no, I, I can't do that. that. That's too difficult for me to do. So have I set it up enough already? The first way that we can honor our fathers is to respect our fathers. Now, see, I know that some of you are going down the list as we speak right now, going down the list of all the reasons why you cannot respect your fathers. I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to a very interesting text. It's found in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. There is a verse here that we don't oftentimes pay attention to, but when we take a closer look, it's going to just blow your mind. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. Stop there. So here God is calling the husband or the man of the household to love his wife. Now, how many of us like the sound of that? Most of us, right? Most of the ladies go, yeah, I like that, right? Because it goes much beyond just loving. We're talking about unconditional love, okay? So the husband is called to love the wife unconditionally. See, there's a big old smile on every woman's face here today. You like the sound of that. Even when I'm not lovable, even when I mess up, even when I'm, I'm doing unlovable things, God caused my husband to love me unconditionally. The flip side to that is the second part of this verse. And let the wife see that she, 
What's the word there? Respects her husband. And guess what? That respect is also unconditional. So what that means is that even when the husband is doing unrespectable things or doing things that isn't respectable, the wife is called to respect him anyways. Ooh, now that is a hard pill to swallow, isn't it? But that is what we're told in the word of God. And there is reason why God has instructed it this way. Now, we don't have time to go into all the ins and outs of this principle of loving your wives unconditionally and respecting your husbands unconditionally. We don't have time to go through all of that, but I want to point your attention to one of the best books that I have read here recently on marriage and, and helping relationships work and have, having strong marriages. And the book is entitled Love and Respect. And this book dives into this text and, and opens it up and really dives into it and really explains it very well. I want to read to you the subtitles to this book, Love and Respect. The subtitle is this, The Love She Most Desires the respect he desperately needs. You know, you can tell a man, I love you, I love you, I love you until you're blue in the face, but it will not carry as much weight as if you were to say to him, I respect you. I respect you. What's interesting about this dynamic is that when a woman isn't loved, the natural sinful Nature is for her to be disrespectful, to say disrespectful things. And the same thing is true the other way. The sinful, natural tendency of a man, if he's not respected, is to be unloving. And so sometimes we find couples who are in this downward evil spiral where one is being disrespectful and the other one's being unloving, and because he's being unloving, I'm not gonna respect him, and because she's not respecting me, I'm not gonna be loving, and on and on and on, and this cycle continues, and it is a downward spiral, and this is why God says, stop. Break the cycle. Go against your nature. Force yourself to live up to the standard that I'm calling you to live up to. Break the cycle. And he says to the guys, you need to love her unconditionally. You need to love her unconditionally. It doesn't matter what she does. It doesn't matter what she, if she's saying unlovable things or if she's doing unlovable things, you need to love her unconditionally. Because God knows that when you love a woman unconditionally, the response is going to be one of respect. And then once that woman is respecting the man, the natural response for that man who feels respected in the home is to do loving things and say loving things and to show himself in a loving way to his wife. And you, then when you have that going on, you have a beautiful, vibrant, strong relationship where now you have an upward cycle. You have an upward cycle where you're feeding off of one another. And that is why the command that God gives is that husbands love your wives unconditionally. Wives, 
respect your husbands unconditionally. And this is one way that we can honor our fathers, honor our dads, honor our husbands, honor the men in our lives is by respecting them unconditionally. There are several ways of respecting a man. And here are just a few that I'd like to read to you straight from the book. Here are different ways of respecting the man in your life. Appreciate his desire to work and achieve. Appreciate his desire to work and achieve. I know that sometimes guys get accused of being workaholics and sometimes that is true. And, and we focus on the negative, right? You work too much. You spend too much time away from the house. But if you learn to respect unconditionally and you learn to appreciate his desire to work and achieve, what you will see is a transformation take place in the man that you love. Another way is to appreciate his desire to protect and provide. Another way of respecting is to appreciate his desire to serve and to lead. Appreciate the desire to analyze and counsel. Sometimes we get mad at the men in our lives because they don't listen long enough and they just go straight to the end and they're like, well, this is what you need to do. Step one, step two, step three, right? And sometimes we get upset because they didn't listen long enough. Respect. Respect unconditionally, respect his desire to analyze and counsel. And, and this is what, what, what I want you to understand, that it's not, well, when he starts doing that, then I will. It's not that. It's a matter of taking ownership of what God has called you to do. It's take ownership of what God is calling you to do, because don't worry, don't, don't lose hope. God is also working in your husband's heart. And, you're, and God is going to teach your husband, wait a second, I need to listen a little bit longer before I give my two cents. Do you understand? So that's one way of, of a showing um, respect to your husband is to appreciate his desire to analyze and counsel. Appreciate his desire for shoulder-to-shoulder friendship. And this is true. Every guy needs a recreational partner. And that might mean that you just take a book and you sit with him in the golf cart while he goes around and and hits a white little ball around a field, all right? And every once in a while, you you look up from your book and you say, nice shot, honey. What that means is that you go sit in the bleachers and you watch him play softball. And and if he strikes out and, and he's all depressed, honey, that was the best strikeout I've seen all day. Appreciate his desire for shoulder-to-shoulder friendship. Appreciate his desire for sexual intimacy. That's all he ever has on his mind. No, no. Appreciate his desire for intimacy. God has placed that in his heart. He's placed that in his mind. So appreciate it. These are ways that we can respect our husbands, the men in our lives. I'd like to read from you an excerpt from this book because I just, I just found it so, so interesting, so funny. I want to share it with you here. It says, when I began teaching the love and respect connection, I would talk to various groups and quote them the key passages, Ephesians 5, verse 33, the wife must respect her husband. That's how it's translated in the NIV. The wife must respect her husband. And 1 Peter 3, 1 to 2, 
And this is the one that a lot of ladies balk at. This is the one that, oh no, that, that's not me. But now understanding the context in, in which it is written here in First Peter 3, 1 to 2 says, wives, be submissive to your own husbands as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior, all right? He goes on to say here, but frankly, many women would discuss these verses almost flippantly by pointing out that Paul was a male and so was Peter. How could they know how a woman felt? Instead of preaching sermons about not rebelling against inspired scripture, I devised a way they could test the concept of unconditional respect with their husbands. Not surprisingly, I called it, quote, the respect test. I asked a group of wives to spend a bit of time thinking of some things they respected about their husbands. It took some of them quite a while, but they all finally did it. Then I told them to go home, wait until their husbands weren't busy or distracted, and say, I was thinking about you today and several things about you that I respect, and I just want you to know that I respect you. So this is the respect test that he's giving women to try out on their husbands back home. After saying this, he goes on to say, they were not to wait for any response, just mention something they needed to do and quickly start to leave the room. Then they were to see what would happen. One woman reported back to me that after telling her husband she respected him, she turned to leave, but she never even made it to the door. He practically screamed, wait, come back. What things? <laughs> Fortunately, and then he puts in parentheses, and this is very important. She was ready to tell him what she respected about him, and she proceeded to do so. After she was finished, he said, wow. Hey, can I take the family out to dinner? The wife was aghast. Her husband had seldom even ever taken the family out to dinner. What was going on here? I explained to her that a man's first and fundamental impulse is to serve, especially in response to being honored. She had honored him, and he wanted to do something about it. The wife had to ask for a rain check because the kids had commitments that evening, and he agreed. About 15 minutes later, however, she heard pots and pans banging in the kitchen. She went to look and found her husband fixing dinner. Her husband had never fixed dinner, never. This was the first time he was serving. A few days later, this wife wrote us again and said, you won't believe it. He's in the laundry room. Do you have any other respect test? I think I might get a cruise out of this. Love and respect. I encourage you to pick this book up. It will certainly improve, strengthen. It will help your marriage, your relationship. It is a great book. But the point is that one way that we can honor the men in our lives, one way that we can honor our fathers is by respecting them. You know, I went through a very difficult time in respecting my dad. My dad had a very short fuse, had a quick temper. He would always get mad and blah, you know how it is. And then shortly after, you know, he would feel guilty and he would come and apologize. And, and that was hard for me. And I remember when I was 
a senior in high school, I was struggling with these emotions and these feelings that I had in my heart towards my dad. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, dad has his struggles, but, and, and, and fortunately the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, but have you considered how your dad, and he went on to, to share with me and remind me of things that my dad had done in my life that I was very appreciative of and things that I can honestly respect. I remember thinking to myself, when I get home, I, I need to kind of clear the air with my dad. I, I need to just get this off my chest. And, and, and that, the first break, which I believe was Christmas break, that I went home. I remember coming in, greeting my dad. And after all the pleasantries had settled and, and everybody was kind of off doing their own thing again, I remember going to my dad who was sitting in the living room in his couch. And I went to him and I said, Dad, I said, you know, for whatever it's worth, you know, I, I was thinking about certain things the other day and, and I just, I, I need you to know how much I appreciate that and I, I just need you to know that I respect you. Well, <laughs> I thought this was more for me than for him. I thought that I was getting it off my chest. <laughs> and what happened next was completely unexpected. My dad started to cry. He started to bawl right there in front of me. He started to cry and he started to say, God, son, I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have been a better father. And he just went on and on and on. All because I showed my father a little bit of respect. All because I took heed to God's word and I honored him. And I'm telling you that if you honor your father, and one of the ways that you can honor him is by respecting him. If you take the time to think about the things that you respect and then you share that with him, it will change his life. It will strengthen your relationship. It is one way that we can honor our fathers. But another way that we can honor our fathers is to trust him, is to trust what he has to say. Listen to his words, listen to his words of advice and trust him. Remember what I shared with you last week that the word, what the word honor means? The word honor literally means in the original to put on weight. And I said, there's no one here that wants to put on weight. I understand that. But when it says honor, it says to put on weight. In other words, you hold them up to a higher standard. What they say holds immense credibility. You are honoring what they're saying. And one way that we can honor our fathers is by trusting in their words of counsel. We think that we know exactly what needs to be done and when it needs to be done. And sometimes we hear our father speak to us and we say, oh, he's so old fashioned. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But one way that we can honor our fathers is by trusting what he has to say on a particular situation that we may have encountered. A third way that we can honor our fathers, and this one's going to sound a little silly when I say it. You, you, you'll probably, you know, if, if no one was looking, you'd probably go, whatever. <laughs> one way that we can honor our fathers, are you ready for this? Is prepare them a meal. Get out of here. <laughs> is prepare them a meal. And you said that a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Now that might sound silly. That might sound um, kind of insignificant, but it's true. And not so much because of, 
of the meal itself, but because of what the meal represents. And one way that you can honor your dad or your husband or the man in your life is by preparing them a meal. I'd like for you to turn in your Bibles to Genesis. Genesis chapter 27. Check this out. Genesis chapter 27, verse 2 through 4 says this. Then he said, behold, now I am old. This, of course, is Isaac talking to Esau. He says, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now, therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me and make me savory food such as I love. You know, the kind of food that I love. Make me a meal and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may be blessed you before I die. A simple way of honoring the men, the fathers, the dads, the men in your lives is by preparing them a meal. If we want to honor our fathers, we can do three things. We can respect them, we can trust them, we can prepare a meal for them. And I'm telling you that when you force yourself to do this and when you step out into faith and you say, I'm going to to live up to what God has called me to do, you will see change. You will see change not only in your own life, not only in your family's life, but you will see change in that man that you love. And you will see that man now living up to the calling in his life by God as the Holy Spirit works in his life. Anchor Points with Robert Quintana is a ministry of the Frederick Seventh-day Adventist Church of Frederick, Maryland. If you enjoyed this message, feel free to share it with a friend. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or at fredericksdachurch.org. The last two weeks, Robert Quintana has talked specifically to families and to husbands and wives. But what if you're not married and you enjoy the single life? Does God have a plan for you and what's your role? Listen in next week as he concludes this series with a message called Flying Solo. Also, if you're wanting to learn more about how to begin a life change or just wanting more answers, we'd love to talk with you. Feel free to visit us online and check out some of our resources at fredericksdachurch.org. We're located right between I-70 and Route 15 on Jefferson Pike. Our main service takes place Saturdays at 11 a.m. and we'd love for you to join us sometime. Remember, God loves you and wants you to live out his purpose.